everywhere and warehouses. This is Patterns of Development. Hey everybody, it's Kyle. We're on this podcast. I share, discuss, ponder, and try to connect some dots through the best content I've discovered each week related to urban planning, architecture, and cities. I want to build with you case studies, discover examples, refine ideas that hopefully inspire you as you go along your journey. If you don't have time to read, I'm trying to help break down the patterns here and help you stay ahead of the curve, ultimately trying to learn what are the patterns of development. First up, the work from anywhere index. Remote work is possible. Most of us were working on computers before, and of course we can work from our computers at our homes. The great dispersal from commercial office space into residential space is obvious to us all, but how might one evaluate where to go if you want to work from anywhere? If you can work from anywhere, where should anywhere be? The Work From Anywhere Index hopes to answer that question. According to the site, the Work From Anywhere Index is, and I'm quoting here, a study highlighting the destinations that are most attractive to digital nomads in search of a new home according to legislation as well as livability factors such as weather, cost of living, and equality. The index reviews basic costs and setup requirements needed to work comfortably with minimal extra expenses. Then they focus on the ease to which a foreigner would be able to work remotely in each location. Quoting from the website once again, being able to live safely and freely is often a deciding factor for potential migrants. So we analyze the extent of basic human rights and freedoms in each location, as well as the levels of safety and support for gender equality and inclusivity of minorities and the LGBT plus community. This is Kyle again. After evaluating the cost of living in the government, then they put considerations for quality of life, things like access to culture, weather, pollution levels, etc. The team, and I assume it's a team at Nest Pick, a rental website for furnished apartments, broke all of this down into 16 scores. Now, humans love lists that help us make sense of a complicated world. And number one, according to the 16 factors of livability, legislation, and logistics, Melbourne, Australia. Number two, Dubai. And number three, Sydney, Australia, rounding out the top three. Very nice. Then you get to London, Tokyo, Singapore. The U.S. actually doesn't make the cut on the list until number 13, with Chicago being the first U.S. city listed on the index. One interesting call out regarding the Nest Pick tool, they list the COVID-19 vaccination rate as one of their 16 scores. I don't know how frequently that gets updated, but if you're looking for help to kick off your digital nomad adventure, this list will surely help. But this isn't a podcast about digital nomads. This is an urban planning podcast. So what does this mean if you're a city planner, if you're city staff, or even a real estate developer? I think how you might be able to consider these 16 scores and incorporate them into your planning and development as much as you can could be very beneficial. So next up, and this is related to the previous article, instead of from the worker side, now let's look at the business side. An article in the Investment Monitor by Ben Vandermerwe titled, Office Demand Slows But Warehouse Rise As Cities Adjust to the New Normal. The dispersion is real, and here are the three most important things from the article by Ben Vandermerwe. Number one, most employers foresee a reduction in office needs. Based on a survey of 583 UK company directors conducted between March 11th and March 29th of 2021, and really no surprise there, if you have a 50-person company, everyone's working from home now, you don't need an office for 50, you might need an office just for 10 or 20, maybe you need a more flexible event space so that when you want to bring the whole company together, you can. I think getting together as a company may soon just be that special event rather than an everyday thing. 
I say that. And of course, there's others who believe just the opposite. Just recently, I read an article in the Wall Street Journal uh, quoting Greg Carmichael of Fifth Third Bank, the CEO. We can't be a great company working remotely. And Greg could be right, but this leads to point number two. Recent figures published by the UK Office for National Statistics show that growth in advertisements for home working jobs continue to far outpace total job advertisement growth. Another UK study, one call it here, they call them job advertisements. I think we call them job postings in the US. As of mid-May, total job advertisements were just 16% above their pre-pandemic level compared with 308% increase for home working jobs. Number three, a quote from the author now, Ben Vandermerwe, the unprecedented growth of online retail during the pandemic has also led to a surge in demand or last mile delivery hubs where retailers can store goods in close proximity to customers. Locations that previously would have gone to office space are also being targeted for residential use according to the site selection consultants surveyed. Commercial real estate developers will find a way to get their rent. And if that means converting an office space to a last mile delivery hub or residential, so be it. While there isn't much data provided in this particular article, two data points that I think support this line of thinking. Number one, Amazon, their stock has increased from about 1900 to 3200 per share since March 23rd, 2020. Amazon's success comes in two ways, offering more for less and getting it to you quickly. The only way to do that is with last mile infrastructure. Number two, Stag, a real estate investment trust traded on the New York Stock Exchange, focused on warehouse space. They've seen their stock almost double since March 2020 from $20 per share to $40 per share. Their 52-week high is $10 above their pre-pandemic high. Full disclosure, I am a shareholder in each of these stocks, and this is not financial advice. The point is that investors in Amazon and Stag have been rewarded to date, and I believe that this trend will continue as other businesses look to improve their last mile infrastructure. Okay, so I spent too much time talking about hybrid work and warehouses. I ran out of time to talk about affordability, which was a part of this week's newsletter. I'll get to that because Council Bill 120081 in Seattle highlights some of the difficulties with getting affordable housing right. That'll be next week. To summarize this week, Melbourne is the best place for digital nomads according to the Work From Anywhere Index by Nespic. Nespic uses 16 calculations to determine the best places to be a digital nomad. Number two from this week, how might you use those 16 scores to help influence development in your community? Number three, most employers are expecting to need less office space in the coming years. Number four, there is a significant increase in the work from home job postings, offerings, and advertisements online relative to traditional job offerings. And number three, e-commerce has invested significantly into last mile infrastructure and could be the next big commercial land use in our cities. That's all for this week, and I'll talk to you all soon. If you have any questions, thoughts, or feedback, please email me, kyle at patternsofdevelopment.com. Huge credit, huge shout out, huge thank you to Rafi Bushman, phenomenal jazz musician in London. I'm using his music as the theme for this podcast. Please go check out his new album on Spotify. It is awesome. Looking forward to next week, and I'll talk to you all soon. <laughs>